You're listening to Tech Talk Central. This is Vicky Colavu from Tech Talk Central here at MMWC 15 in Barcelona. I will be interviewing Zach Jacobs, co-director of multi-award winning company Milliped. I hope I pronounced that right. Milliped is one of the world's most experienced and talented game developers company with a specialty in mobile and tablet applications across all platforms. So as you can guess, you know, I was sent this stuff, that's why I'm reading it out. <laughs> But uh, he'll tell us more in, in a few seconds. Their latest game is Dumb Ways to Die. It's number one in over 80 countries and one of my favorites. And Zach, thank you for joining us. I want you to tell us a few things about the company and then we'll go on to the game. Uh, thanks, Vicky, for having us. First of all, it's um, Dumbways to Die 2 is the new version of the game, which was released just before Christmas. I'm happy to say that um, it's number one in over 81 countries. And uh, just uh, last weekend, we had 48 million downloads of the game across iOS and Android. So, we're very excited about that. But uh, I'll interrupt you because I want you to tell me how the thought, what's behind it. For those that don't know the game, It's interesting. I think you made it for the Australian uh, Railroad, uh, whatever. Can you please tell us the thought behind Because I think it's incredible. It's just not like a game that you thought of making up. Uh, yeah, the thought, it was actually built um, as a train safety uh, game to teach um, mostly kids, actually, about the importance of train safety. And we knew that um, just having a, a concentrated campaign around um, train safety, which is, you know, be careful, don't do anything wrong. Well, it's just not cutting through to a certain generation. So we thought we'd make it fun. And the game is a lot of fun. And as you play the game, you actually learn about train safety. And that's the approach we had. And people have a lot of fun with it. The fact that it was only made really for a market of maybe 4 million people in Melbourne, Metro, um, and that it's got a global audience now of, you know, some tens of millions of people is quite incredible. Okay, so can you also tell us a little bit about Milliped, about the company? And I think you were recently acquired... Just put that straight, how it is. Correct. Um, well, first of all, it's Millipede. Uh, Millipede um, has been around for nine years now. Uh, we started life off as an e-learning application developer uh, and then progressed into mobile de app development about seven years ago now. So we're definitely one of the oldest game developers, uh, mobile developers um, in, in Melbourne and Australia, in fact. So um, we specialize in games particularly. Um, That's one part of our business. In the last couple of years, we've actually been putting work into the enterprise space as well. So we're doing now games, on the, and the, it's called gamification, but we're applying our gameplay technology or gameplay attitudes towards enterprise and corporate life. Um, companies like KPMG, NAB, Macquarie, these are companies that are using us as well as um, you know, government departments who, use, uh, who, who want to... Use um, gamification for teaching, for learning and development, for induction training, for accreditation. A lot of things are difficult to get through or to get en employee engagement. We now gamify and makes it much more fun and easy to use. So that's that's the the direction we're heading in. I've actually uh, we've planned around two or three interviews, if I remember well, around gamification. I had no clue before that it's being used for enterprise, but I also see it in health recently. Um, are you doing anything on that? Yeah, funny, one of our big um, games we did last year was for a, for a hospital. Um, at Northern Health, it's a hospital um, in Victoria and in Australia. They had a unique problem. They had 4,500 staff across um, the, the hospital. 
and every couple of years they need to do uh, accreditation. So the government actually comes in and and tests a select group of people randomly um, to see what their knowledge of hospital procedures are. And every hospital in Australia has to do this accreditation, and they get graded against each other. And depending on how well they do is how what their ranking is, and that's directly linked to the funding they will get from the government. So the stakes are pretty high. And every year they do it, they tend to use PDF, they tend to use um, online learning, but because it's not compulsory, they don't get a lot of buy-in from their staff, and therefore they don't rate well. We built them a game instead. And this game taught them, there's about 300 question sets that the game addresses. We divided the hospital into 12 groups, and each of those groups competed against each other, but within those groups they acted collaboratively to win the game. And it went over a month and was extremely successful, so much so that they've now rolled it into a sister hospital of theirs in another area, and that went well, and now we're trying to bring it across to all the hospitals, not just in Australia now, but also in the, in the Asian region, because some hospitals also use the same system. Wow, sounds amazing because you gave us actually an example of what it is because we hear gamification, but you told us what the problem is that you're solving and how you went about it. So obviously you have a lot of developers in your company, game developers, right? Is it easy to find them? Good game developers are very hard to find. Um, you know, we've had, uh, I'll tell you one thing, we've never had one developer leave our company. So in the nine years of operation, no one's ever left um, a game as game has left, left our company. So we bring them in, we treat them well. They're very good at what they do, and they're very hard to find. So we we hang on to them for sure. Okay. So would you actually suggest somebody follow a career in gaming game development? It's a very rewarding career. I mean, not many people get to make games for for a living. You know, game to play games and to test games and and actually ideate games. It's a lot of fun. It's not an easy career path. Um, I would hesitate to say you know you should follow it unless you were very dedicated to the game industry and, and had a lot of creative ideas. Then I would say definitely go for it. But there aren't that many employers of game developers out there unless you want to start your own. Obviously, in you know the last few years, it's been very easy to create your own games and self-publish games. So I would say follow that path yourself rather than try and work for another company because there are not many companies that are hiring game developers. Okay. Um, so one of the other questions I have is how easy is it to create a successful game? Let's going back to dumb ways to die. How do you? How is the process? How do you think about the idea? Do you? Can you just tell us a little bit about how it comes to you? Let's create this game because we think it might work. Well, that's a tough question. We've got some very good game developer, um, game designers. In fact, um, Will Monty, who's my, um, who's the founder and, my, and the co-director, um, is probably one of the best game brain developers you know, in, in Australia, I think, or maybe the world, he comes up with a lot of the ideas. Um, but we do have our own team of developers we, we, and, and game designers. Ideation is a tough thing. We'll sit around a table and throw ideas around. We'll do it over some drinks. Um, it, you know, inspiration comes from many areas. But the most important thing is to understand what it is that we have, what the objective is. So you know, if there's a client who's got a problem, let's find out what their problem is, first of all, and find out that how we can resolve it using a gameplay mechanism mechanism if we can. So it, does MVP apply in this case? Do you create a minimal viable product before you go into full production? Uh, not really, no. Um, MVP does apply in some of our application areas, mostly enterprise applications rather than gameplay applications because you kind of, there is no MVP for a game. 
there are MDPs for uh, application software. We do an enterprise app, for example, but not for game. Okay, so moving a little bit away from the games, and uh, um, I want you to tell me, what do you see in the startup? Because you also in, are involved in Mobile Monday Melbourne. And I want you to tell me how you see the startup scene in Australia and kind of opportunities. Um, your general concept, is it too far away as a, as, a, as a scene from the rest of the world? I think traditionally it has been very difficult to be a startup in Australia. I know because I've been you know, at the forefront of a few startups, um, and some successful, some not so successful over the last 20 years. Um, Funding is the biggest issue. Um, the government used to support startups in Australia. They don't do as much anymore. Um, it's very difficult to get venture capital. Venture capital doesn't exist in Australia as it does in the US or in parts of Europe. There's, there's capital, but there's not much venture. So <clears throat> I think you find it's a difficult area. But having said that, <clears throat> there are some changes. Um, the crowdfunding scene has come along in the last few years, and that's been very helpful to some small companies. Uh, there are a lot of angel investors now in Australia who are willing to make some investment. One of the best things in our region uh, in the last 12 months has been, funny enough, the demise of the mining industry in Australia. So there's a lot of money looking for places to invest. And they're not investing in mining anymore. So they're looking at technology as a potential area to put their money in. So in the next 12, 18, 24 months, I think it's quite positive for the startup industry in Australia. So, is there any startup in particular or startups that you would like us to, to look for and maybe interview them in the future? Yes, I mean, we, I can, you know, we, uh, I, I run a company along with Ben Bigfoot um, called Paladin Investments, and we invest primarily, primarily in startups. Um, so, we've definitely got a few we've got our eye on. We would definitely like to, you to interview if you can as well, totally. Which fields are they in? Uh, obviously in mobile, uh, which is our special area, but also now in health, um, in genetics. Um, there's some different areas, sure. Okay, so is there any question you would have liked me to ask you and I didn't? Anything to close? Um, I'd like you to ask me why in the mobile games industry, when 65% of the players are female, there aren't enough actual female game developers or designers in the, in the industry. I think it was a very quick question that I just did. So please do reply. Tell us why. Do you have an opinion why? I don't know. I don't know what it is. I mean, as I said, the vast majority of mobile game players are females, and, uh, but the designers are not. So it's a struggle for us in a, as an industry to design games for the market who's demanding them when the designers themselves aren't you know, familiar with what the needs of that market are. So. It's interesting, um, and considering, sorry, considering that there was all this hype about the uh, gaming thing with women being terrorized online, obviously you saw it on Twitter. Do you have an opinion about that? Uh, you know, the trolls are existing on, online. You can't do much about that. Um, I, I, I guess if there's a, you know, use as a platform, I would encourage girls, females, um, to look at getting into the game industry because um, there is a requirement, there's a need for, for more women in the games industry. Believe it or not, there is. I think there was a nice closing line. And to be honest, I think in general, women are not involved in the technology sector, in the mobile, in, there's a lack. It's not only science that, or engineering that lacks women, um, professionals, but it's also in mobile the same, the same issue. 
So, um, I, this is Vicky Colavou from Tech Talk Central. Thank you, Zach, for being with us. Uh, you're welcome, very much so. So, um, this interview will be played on our broadcast and later created as a podcast, and it will always be there on SoundCloud, so live, anybody can hear it. Thank you. You're listening to Tech Talk Central.